My name's Shaquan, but a lot of people know me by my other name, Mad Skills. I'm an MC. My name is Mad Skills. Now let's make some noise. I'm a DJ. Oh, yeah. I'm a ghostwriter for some of your favorite rappers. I'm not about to tell you who, though. But most importantly, I'm a hip-hop enthusiast. Hip-hop confessions is raw, unfiltered conversations with my friends revealing things that they didn't like, never knew about, I don't know, or never got into about hip-hop culture. So sit back. Oh, come on, y'all. Turn up the volume. Hip-hop. And listen to hip-hop confessions. Because everybody's got one. Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. Yo, what's up, y'all? This your boy, Mad Skills, and we are back. This is... Hip Hop Confessions, a podcast where I bring on my friends, my brothers, people that I know, and we either tell you a story that you've never heard before or a straight up hip hop confession about an opinion or something of that sort. Today, I got two legendary, oh man, these two dudes are icons to me. Um, Just, we go back at least 20 years, 25 years, you know what I mean, with each of them. Two amazing DJs. I'm gonna introduce them one at a time. First is my guy out of Rochester, New York. One of the greatest DJs I've ever seen or heard in my life. One of the most creative people I've ever met in my life. Y'all give it up for my bro, DJ Green Landon. Make some noise for him. Yes. Peace and blessings. How are you, King? I'm well, my guy. How are you? God is oh, great. Oh man, listen. I'm I'm happy to have you here. I'm excited. Me too. Shit. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. Let's get it. And to my left, I have my OG, and I don't use that term lightly. Um, I don't say that a lot. I'm not like these new these new dudes. Everybody ain't my OG. I only got a couple. Uh, this guy right here is a true OG, one of the greatest DJs and people that I've ever met. Very influential in my career. Um, gave me a shot when nobody else would, and we've been friends ever since. Uh, listen, man, the legendary Brooklyn, God's favorite DJ. Y'all make some noise for DJ Clark Kent in the building. Yo, yo, peace, 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 yo. peace, peace, peace. How are you, sir? Um, I'm blessed. I'm highly favored. I am honored to be here, especially because you got somebody that I've known practically as long as I've known you here with us. It, this, this is really, really cool. Wow. For like family reunion. How long you known Green? Shucks, I think since maybe one of his first New York trips. Wow, yeah, early, super. I mean, early. like, like I mean, like maybe first or second mixtape type Green Green Landing. Yeah, wow. like actually before mixtape Green Land. That's what he knew. That's crazy. Yeah, mm. I was college radio slash beatman. Yes, yes. Mm. At that wow. point, ninety three, yes. I went to to the seminar. I was mm-hmm. DJing. I was. I'm from Rochester, so I'm I'm at the. I'm making beats, but my homie had this radio show on college radio at a college I didn't even go to, but they allowed community members, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they had a budget to send people. They were, they was going to send two people to the city in 93 for the new music seminar, and I, mm-hmm. and I found out, but I was like, the seminar? What did you do? I want to go. They were right. like, yeah, cool, you know. There's only one other guy wants to go, but, you know, just make sure you get some station IDs and stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know why they did it, but I, they literally paid for a trip for me and some random dude to go for like four city. or five days to go to the new music seminar. And at that time, 
um, the uh, the MC battle and the DJ battle had been banned from the seminar for for some violence. And Clark had picked up the mantle and said, now nah, we're going to do the Superman battle. So mm -hmm. I go to the city. I happened to be there one of those years. And it was the year that Skills and Supernat ended up being on that finals of the, um, being on the stage. And it was the tie. And it was the tiebreaker. And it was all of that. I, I was in that crowd. I, I literally, I robbed. recorded, I recorded it. I played it back on the air. I played the whole shit. The battle on the, on the, the radio? The battle on the, like the next week. And for like weeks after that, I played it. I had, I could remember to this day, some of the banter from Ed Lover and Dr. Dre, how, cause they was hosting parts right. of it. I remember all of that shit. Wow. I <laughs> never knew you had that battle. Like what's so crazy is I know that once the footage popped up of of Jay and Jay Z and Clark outside, uh, and Jay was demolishing random Somebody, guys, some random and, and 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 signed known rappers was looking at the cipher like, yeah, now nah, I don't want no problems with him. I'm going to get in the car service, leaving. And I ain't gonna say no names, but I saw it. What's so crazy is when I saw the footage. I see it's still on my IG. I see a young Green Lantern in the crowd. I was there. And I, was I like, tell Is that, that green? story with the Tommy boy with the Tommy boy uh, green, you know, pass on your neck, and it's just so crazy for us to be full circle. You know what I'm saying? We were all there, bro. Yo, I literally. You don't remember this because I was a nobody, and you had people coming up to you afterwards. You was off in the cut. Clark I and was Jay was I over here, but but you was off in the cut, but and everybody recognized you, so everybody was coming up to you saying, "Yo, dope shit," you know, what I'm saying should have been you. That, that I was one of them people. Wow! I saw you over there. I went over there, peace, show, like yo, dope shit. And then I just That's went back to shit. you know we was just in the mix. And in that moment, I tell that story all the time. This is way I've been telling this story since then. Well, That's really, crazy. more so. Not not since then, but since Jay, since probably about 96, 97, right. since, you know, Jay started bubbling more, right? I was like, right. yo, I rem a few years ago, I was at the <laughs> fucking seminar and saw this dude. thing. Yeah, and then, you know, but I was really t literally telling that story. And then a couple years ago, like you said, somebody came with the fucking footage. Yeah. Yeah, like that was, that was crazy to me to see was, that because it took me back. I was literally split star that day. Listen, <laughs> OD, that's the old, and I've seen you like that before, but I've never seen you like that. But, yeah. you know, so, you know, for those of you who don't know, the New Music Seminar was a, a conference that happened in the 90s, and Clark took over the MC DJ battles. And um, one year I was working uh, at the park, parking deck in VA, and I saw the ad in the back of the source, and it says, send a one-minute acapella freestyle to this address if you want to get into battle and i remember i sent it and and i think and and christoph and christoph and christoph contacted me and said you've been picked you're one of the select 16 it's happening in new york this day I picked you need it. yes clark picked me and 
So fast forward, the battle is being hosted by Superman Inc., which is Clark's company, DJ and MC Battles. Uh, and the, the panel was, the pan, the judging panel was hosted by Dr. Dre from uh, mm-hmm. Yo! MTV Raps. Tracy Waples was judging. Sheena Lester was judging. Mm-mm-mm. Puff Daddy was judging. Uh, I went, was it Todd one? Was it Todd from Todd. yo? Mm-hmm. Was was hosting? Was, no, was judging. Judging, judging. And I'll never forget. I was sitting in the hallway, and uh, I was just looking at everybody. Had to have their badges on, so I knew who was in the battle. We were all kind of congregated together, and it was just this one dude, and he was walking around talking to himself, and I was like, either this nigga crazy. Oh, it's going to be me and him because everybody else looked like they here for the jokes and the fun. He looked dead serious. And that guy turned out to be Supernatural. And the battle is on YouTube, which is kind of crazy because Supernatural is still hiding me to this day because he sent me the tape so I could get a copy of it. And I was like, send me a copy of the tape and I'm going to dump it in the DVD and I'm going to send it back to you. And I dumped my parts and lost the tape. So, so well done. I still I still well don't done. know. I, well it done. might turn up. <laughs> I think it might be it, it, I, it might be in my storage. It might be in my storage or it might be at my at my ex's garage. But I think I have it, but I haven't been able to find it. So Supernet, I still apologize to you, brother. I, I'm if I have that, you will get it back because I know it's a part of his history as well. Um but yeah, Clark, tell us about the Superman, you know, the, the battles and how they came about. Well, I was working with the New Music Seminar since they started the battles. So when you saw um, DJ Cheese win, I was working. When you right. saw uh, Cash Money, I was working. When you saw the Jazzy Jeffs, when you saw all of those battles in the New Music Seminar, Scratch, all of that, I was working for the New Music Seminar helping them select and put the battle together. So when they popped up and was like, it cost too much. I just was like, uh, I, I can't let the DJs down. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and I don't even know why I felt that way, but I felt, I, it's almost like I felt that way because everybody who got into those battles would see me and feel like the battle was official. Right, because right, an facts. official DJ is officially putting it on with facts. with them, even though it was the New Music Seminar. Basically, I was doing the battles, mm-hmm. so I had to the the listen to every goddamn tape. I had to select who was going to be. You know what I'm saying? So when it was time, it was easy to be able to do it because I had already been doing it. So I just put up some bread. Right. I don't know what compelled me to do the the money <laughs> part though. I don't know why I was like, I'm gonna just put this money up. And the the funny part is the first one that I put the money up for, it was supposed to happen with the seminar. Right. And they just dropped out last minute. So that's the reason why the first one there wasn't an MC battle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The first year that I took over, it wasn't an MC battle because it was too late for me to be like, okay, I'm going to put the money up for two battles. Right. So I put the money up for one battle. It was a DJ contest. It happened at the China Club. And the word from it was so crazy that the New Music Seminar people were like, 
okay, we'll give you the space, right? We but got you it, have to right. put it on, right? So I went and got some money from Coca Cola one year, I, and then the other years I just put the money up myself. It, to me, it, it it was more about I'm a pure DJ, and um, I loved the craft of rhyming. You know what I'm saying? I I don't love rappers. I love MCs, and I wanted right. to see the best MCs get their shots. And and it, and the difference was when I threw the MC battle. They didn't win a belt. They won a deal. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you won the DJ contest, you didn't win a belt. You won a mini tour. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was important to win. The payoff was bigger and it was better because I'm an artist too. So I want... I'm thinking to myself, what's what's going to make it better for them to be down with me than to be down with somebody else? Well... right. I'm gonna send you on a tour if you're a DJ. Oh well, I'm gonna put you. I'm gonna give you a record deal if you're an MC. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just felt like it was the right thing to do, and um, I was probably a little crazy at that yeah, precise, nah. precise moment. But fuck but it. it. Listen, man, that's that's history, man. I remember going into that, and I was probably like, you know, the same way Green was, just going into that, and into that, you know, into the Sheraton, uh, Midtown, and seeing. Mm-hmm. Bambada, seeing you know what I'm saying Ed Lover, Dr. Dre, like, and I wasn't. It wasn't a situation where I wasn't supposed to be there. Like I was there. I had an official pass. Like I was mm-hmm. there. It's like so you like you rubbing shoulders and you know at that point you know like Green would say you walking around you getting drops you taking pictures you know what I'm saying like the seminars you know and the later ones would you know would would turn into. You know, they would turn into, uh, you know, the the Gavins and the Jack the Rapper was already the popping Rapper, and How yes. Could I Be Down and, you know, things of that nature. But, um, the, you know, the Mixed Show Power Summits, um, those were times where we got to congregate with our heroes. And, I feel um, like I did a, a I feel like I did a hip hop conference down down where you're at, in, in, where you were in yeah, Virginia. I yeah, felt like MVM, I was yeah, on a panel MVM, at, yeah, at yeah, one of them. Yeah, 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 okay. Oh, okay, I'm, no, I'm not bugging. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. <laughs> um. So yeah, so the tape got to you. I got picked. I came in second. Um, no, you and... didn't. <laughs> technically, well, uh, technically, and yeah. I, I, I never forget it. Like I never forget it. Like you know, to this day, you know, I, I, I think about that battle and, and what it meant. You know, because you know, when I came up that road, when I came up ninety five, it was like I was coming to battle who and whoever. I was a very cocky, you know rambunctious you know mc who just i was i was trained at that like i was a, you were I was an a MC. pit you i was a pit MC. bull pure so, mc so to when i when it didn't when it didn't happen for me i knew something else was gonna happen and then you you know you reached out and said hey i'm gonna do your demo and you like come up come up to my crib we're gonna hang out i'm gonna do some songs for you we're gonna get you we can get you like four, five, six songs, and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I bet. And you stayed true to your word, and I'll never forget that. You know what I'm saying? Like I never forget I, I, uh... sitting in your basement, like yo, I'm in DJ Clark Kent's crib, <laughs> making songs. And I tell yeah. people to this day, you know, that was one of the moments that changed my life because you said you was gonna do something and you did it, and well, I'm, I'm forever I, grateful I, for that. I came up in a time. That was pretty different than the, you know, like from the from the nineties on. Uh, 
keeping your word and 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 uh doing what you say damn near went out the window but it's not the fault of the actual people who it went out the window with it's the fault of the crack era the right. crack era took two generations of ogs away from these young kids who would have taught them there's the rules you know what i'm saying and and i'm from that era where you learned the rules so in the 70s and 80s when i'm growing up they're like yo if you say you're gonna do something do it right if you you know you gave somebody your word you, you just gotta do it so like I'm still that way. Like I won't tell anybody I'm gonna do something and not do it. I, it's you're just supposed to be that way. I, I teach my kids the same way. You say 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 you're gonna do something, do it. Yeah, nah. This 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 podcast is a is a reflection of that. You hit me, I asked you, I texted you, and you called me. Well, I texted you and you called me and said, "Yo, when you don't you don't have to you don't have to say will I? Just tell me tell me when." Well, uh, I, like I explained to you on that phone call, I mean, and I hope this doesn't sound no way to anybody listening. Like, to me, you are one of mine. You know what I'm saying? Not one of my kids, but like one of mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't look at you like, oh, that's Mad Skills, the rapper who came out with an album and I produced a song on him. I'm like, no, like this is before him making records. Thanks. I kept him. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah. I, I I really really fuck with you. You know what I'm saying. I, I think you are talented, so I, I I wanna if I can do something, I'm gonna do it. And you know, like let's let's try. And if it if it works out, it does. And if it doesn't, it's still cool because I liked you as a person. Right. You know what I'm saying. So right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 much more about the people. So once I get past the people part, the other things that we do are just things that we do. You know what I mean. Facts. Facts. All right, well, listen, the show is Hip Hop Confessions. So, Green Lantern, I need your hip hop confession. I know you got plenty. I just need one. I'm going to give you one. All right. Okay, one of my biggest milestones in my career came mm -hmm. courtesy of a guy, an artist that I never rocked with until years after he passed when he was alive i did not like his music i actually kind of didn't like him as a person from afar didn't know him at all but just was turned off by his demeanor and whatnot mm -hmm. and never really rocked with his music like that but it right. became one of my biggest milestone mixtapes in my whole career wow it was tupac Wow. I did just I did the Tupac rap phenomenon mixtape. I remember that amazing mixtape. That was crazy. crazy. Classic. Shot the dirty Harry and Vlad who was on it with me. Okay. And mm -hmm. that became one of I mean, humbly really kind of became one of the biggest mixtapes of all time. Facts. Like it's it's definitely probably you know, my it's in my top three in my catalog is mm -hmm. that one. Um but I did not fuck with Tupac, bro. Until and we didn't make that tape until seven years after he died. Right. Literally, we released it on the seventh, the anniversary of his death, right. like seven years. Seven later, years later. Right? So, um, but nah, dog, I was not a Pac fan. I did not like how he went at big. I didn't like the attitude. I didn't like the don't kill me, but I didn't like the simple rhyme structure right. <laughs> that my guy had. Right. I, years later, I appreciated it for what it was. Right. People connect with him 
via that rhyme scheme that right. wasn't all that complicated wordy wise right but it will hit you where it needs to right so in that stage i wasn't well-rounded i wasn't i was like fuck that if it ain't lyrics if it ain't you know um i was the same way <sighs> I was the same way, like, as far as I was heavily East Coast influenced. And I know a yeah. few people that, you know, when they get in, when they get back and forth into the, the big Tupac thing, you know what I'm saying, as far as MCs, you know, uh, a lot of people will say that, you know, a few people that I've come across at Barbershop Talk will say that, you know, Pac wasn't, a, he wasn't the greatest lyricist, but they felt Pac, you know what I'm saying? They felt his passion. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool on that. I just I need lyrics, you know what I'm right. saying? So I was I was catered more towards Biggie. And you know who else feels the exact same way that you do? Uh my uh Bink. That was Bink's hip hop confession. He was like I didn't even really listen to him until after he had passed away. Outside of, you know, I get around and keep right. your head up. He was like I wasn't I didn't dig into his catalog like that. I think there's a lot of people that feel that way about, you know, about his catalog and paying attention to it after the fact. Because I, yeah. I remember Tupacalypse now when it came out, like, 91, but I, I just remember seeing Trapped on, like, TV, but I wasn't I wasn't running to go get that album. You know what I mean? Yeah, I because, it. I mean, he that, that's what I mean. Like, he was who he was. You know, we all saw the changes. We all saw what looked like to me was like oh you just became bishop right after, after juice you just is kind of it's very transparent to, right i'm like why why can't y'all see this but everybody's mm -hmm. like nah but did you and everybody around me was a Pac fan right. understand that wow. everybody but me was listening to this <laughs> right. and i'm like i don't know and, like, and, and it was me i was the problem i wasn't well-rounded i couldn't see it for what it was right you know i was so stuck in you know, the 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 the, the Biggie rhyme scheme. Right. You know what I mean? Just to, you know, and just the Which East is Coast. Incredible. That's what You're I'm saying. New like York. the wordiness, New York. man. The witty, unpredictable talent and natural yeah. gang. Like, like it's the wordiness for me. It wasn't. I don't need you to raise me, bro. I'm raised right. already. <laughs> I don't need that. I want to hear I some don't word need play. Dad. Nah, bro. I need that shit. <laughs> Anyway. I get it. I get it. Nah, okay. But I, I can understand. Years that. later, I, 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 you know, I grew, and I would start listening. And I listen. I was like, "Yo, this is actually, there's a lot to this," you know. So then, then I started digging in, and we ended up making that tape, and it just became something. And I actually listen to Tupac now. So, I mean, so the tape, so the tape was the turning point for you. Which no, song, no, no, no. Which I was, song? So what was, transitioned you? What what got I you was, on the train after? It was it was years before the tape. I wouldn't have did the tape if I didn't, you know, rock with the guy. You know what right. I mean? So, so he had, like I said, he had passed. It was seven years between when he died and when we did the damn tape. So a few years after he died, you know, these posthumous albums start coming out. You right. know, and 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 all of the bootleg shit start coming out. Machiavelli's '78 right. by that time was out. So I'm listening to the homies play it. I'm like, oh, this ain't bad. You know? Right. All right. And, then, and now he's gone. Now he's not talking shit about my guy but you know, right. my favorite rapper you know what i mean right. and, you know so there was that too so i get it yeah. i get it i get it well i would be remiss to not mention this uh clark probably has no idea but uh i i got it 
it, it, the podcast wouldn't be the podcast without me saying this. So Clark, on the last podcast, one of my hip hop confessions was I was at Raucous one day. Green Lantern was at Raucous. I, I was a fan of his mixtapes, got his number, and I said I had a session uptown. I Green Lantern says, yo, I'm going that way. Like, I, I'll give you a lift. And I'm like, all right, cool. We get in the Cadillac, Cadillac Escalade, was it? Cold New York day. We get in the truck. Green's playing me some unreleased shit, some unreleased mixes. We riding up the, the west side, whatever, what, next to the Hudson, whatever that that highway is. FDR. Green Lantern gets to an exit, like, and just says, you good? <laughs> and I'm like, what? God. <laughs> now, Clark, I you I used to live in New York, but you know, the avenues are the, the big blocks. The streets are quick. The avenues. Mm -hmm. Green dropped my ass off. I look like Bruce Leroy when, when they <laughs> left him on the middle of the street. So I could not let this podcast go by. Cause I have you on here, Green. Why the fuck did you drop me off in the middle of the, of, of the FDR? I, I, the only thing I, I I I vaguely remember the scenario of just sitting in the car for like a second, but I don't remember what the hell happened. But I think back and I'm like, that was so whack. Like, why would I do that? Like, why? Like, I I I, I don't know if I, you know what. I probably apologized to you twenty times in public in private, but here's my public one. <laughs> Clark. I don't know why. I don't know Clark. what the he hell looked happened. Me and said, he looked at me and said, you good? I looked at the street <sighs> sign like, bro, I'm on. I got to go all. Like, you couldn't just bang happened. a left and just <laughs> drop me off. Like, yo. On he the FDR car, it was exit. freezing. And we right by the water. And I'm nah. like, I could have caught the train. You said if it was, I was wrong. You said if, if if it was by the Hudson, if it was on if it was on the Hudson, then you was on the West Side Highway. That's yes. crazier. Mm. Yes. No, it was the West Side Highway. It was definitely. How could the you West drop West somebody West. off on the West Side Highway? No, it was Yo. like a part where it was like a little shoulder to the right. Like it wasn't the West Side Highway per se. It was you know a little driving <laughs> car. It had a curb. It had a sidewalk. Okay, Green, it had a sidewalk. Green made that decision. Like if you're not going to Rochester. You good? Because <laughs> oh, I'm going to tell you home. what he did. What he did was he pulled over at an exit, got right back on at the exit. Right. That's what happened. That's what happened. Yo. You good? Like, you good? Yo, you know what you, you know you know what it had to have been as i'm sitting there thinking about it because we've this has come up <laughs> it had to be because at this time i was i was commuting a lot back and right. forth to new york and like you said i had the i had the caddy truck this is mixtape era green so i'm dipping and dodging dipping and dodging and as i'm thinking back i'm like why would i because i was really <laughs> I was really used to people that's in New York are saying, yo, drop me off, let me out here. I'll catch the train to such and such. And I'm not from that. I'm from residential ass Rochester in right. a whip. So we drive everywhere. So I'm thinking that you're in that same space with all these other fools, but nah, you and from I, VA. You not Virginia. even you not he even <laughs> the real drop off. You I'm know from Virginia. 
So I'll never forget oh, that. Oh, I apologize, my brother. You, it's all you, good. You're too good for you. Too good for that. You why, why, why would anybody do that to you? <laughs> That's the question I was asking myself. I was I was standing there free in the freezing cold with that thin ass jacket on. And wasn't no Ubers. No Ubers. Mm. It was either a cab or walk or a train. Mm. Which and you had train. the dreads, so yeah. you know they, they wasn't yeah. picking you up. Nah. Mm. Any anyway, thank you for that. Years later, appreciate you finally coming clean. Yeah, to, my brother. To that. Oh, man, listen, <laughs> I got to come clean, bro. That was wild. now. Before we go to Clark's confession, I do want to make a, a note that this is this whole thing right now is legendary to me because, as as mentioned earlier, uh, Greenlander, you you have DJ for Eminem and Nas. And Clark Kent, you have DJ for Notorious B.I.G. and Jay Z. I have the tri the 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 starting the the starting lineup of artists that y'all have DJ for is insane to me right now. As as a DJ, I'm just sitting there thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm talking to two dudes who who DJ for four of the greatest MCs of our generation. Like, that's insane to me. Can I can I make it a little bit worse? What? You could also add Jay Z and Snoop to my list. That's crazy. Jesus Christ. And and Westside Gun, currently. Wow. And Snoop. Wow. Snoop. Hold on. Right now, Snoop Nas and Westside Gun official for all three. That's crazy. That's, that's dope. Right now. That's dope. That's super dope. I'm just saying that as a blessing. I don't say that. You know. I'm just. Yeah, no. I'm just want to make it hurt a little bit more. You know yeah, nah, 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 bro. You can it. say that. You can say that. You, know, you can say I that. I put in the grind. I've been outside working, bro. I'm, I'm, you nah, know, man, listen. Well, I want to add, like, I don't think that the people who get to hear this should take it lightly. And I'm, I'm going to say this because I've worked with Nas on building a show for Nas. And then I watch, you know, later on when you became his DJ. And I'm just like, what he's doing for him musically as a DJ in his show is is awesome. So he got a good DJ to do it, and that and yes. that's, that's dope that he's letting you be integral in the creation of his show. Because you can tell when I did Nas's show, you could tell somebody helped him with his show at that precise moment. When you became his DJ, you could tell he's letting you help him with his show, and I, I think that's dope. Yeah, now it's dope. The- it's dope of him to to allow a DJ to come in and do that. A lot of people are not willing to do that. They're like, I'm they the artist. They just want to do the records. Yeah. The way they want to do them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's to be respected, but it's also to try to be chipped away at from me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, bro, let me switch up the beat on that second verse. Trust me. And I'll come in and I'll be like, right. and, I, and I'll have the demo version with the vocals on it. Ooh, and the beat switch up. You know what I'm saying? You get that reaction. Right. It's like, yeah, let's try it. And right. then the crowd go crazy, and it's like, boom! Now it's it in the worked. show, right? But 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 think about this for a second. Think about the list of the guys that we just spoke about, right? You spoke about Eminem, speak about Nas, and we speak about Jay Z, and we speak about Biggie, right? Those guys are pure MCs. They want to rap. They really don't want to do the the other shit. They want to get on stage and be their best MC possible. So Nas letting you do that is not a stretch to me. You know what I'm saying? Big and Jay letting me do that is not a stretch to the, to me. And 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 Eminem, I I can't see it being a stretch that he's like, yeah, well, how are we gonna make our show dope? You know what I mean? 
So yeah, I'll tell you this though. With M, his beat selection for his music was the most challenging to flip beats under. I'll say that, that like for his yeah. show because his songs are so sonically like individual for yeah. whatever thought that is, right? It tends to, it was very challenging to be like I can't just put anything in as a beat. Not not that you would just put anything. It just was the most challenging musical thing to switch out shit for amongst all of the guys we was talking about. Right. I can right. imagine that. Dope. Dope, man. Just a, just a super dope moment. Um, Clark Kent, uh-huh. uh, we got to discuss something before your confession. It's kind of a confession in itself, but yeah, I, yeah, I see your face, but brother, we have to discuss this. So uh, a lot of you may know, and if you don't know, um, like I said, Clark is my OG. He produced my second single on my first album, which is called Move Your Body. He sampled mm-hmm. Jeffrey Osborne. I'm only human, made an ill ass beat. And I we came up with a hook that encompassed Biggie and Havoc of Mob Deep. Years later, 20 years later, I see you talking. I don't I can't remember what you were talking on. And you said, Yeah, nah, um, yeah, I did mad skills, move your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggie wanted that beat. And I'm sitting there going, you the never <laughs> told me Biggie wanted my beat. Why here's, didn't here's, you give Biggie should have no, taken well, that? No, 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 no. Here's the reason why I couldn't tell you that Biggie wanted the beat. Same reason I told him that he couldn't have Brooklyn's finest. I gave it to you already. You have to understand wow. on that on that one dat where he heard Brooklyn's finest. Right before it was Move Your Body. So he heard Move Your Body. He was like, he didn't jump off of the um the, the couch, right? But when he heard Brooklyn's finest, he jumped off the couch. He was like, I want that. I want that. And I and I want the one before that. And I was like, Well, the one before that is for Mad Skills and this is for Jay, so you can't. <laughs> your label mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so He was like, just, Yo, just, he signed it with Junior Mafia signed. I already you was like, I already did business. It's already done. Yeah, and he was like, Go get that beat back. <laughs> now he was like, I want that shit. And then he was just like, Yo, you're giving this shit to everybody. And I'm just like, Well, before you, I was a producer. Right. You know what I mean? So like maybe, just maybe, I've sold some music before. So right. that that was and, and um yeah, I think the only reason why that fact came up in that moment is because we were talking about mad skills. You know what I'm right. saying? And you know, it's crazy that we ended up I probably should have told you that when we ended up with that hook. When we sampled Biggie. Yeah, when we sampled him, maybe that's when I should have been like, you know, Biggie wanted this. (laughs) But, you know, it it just didn't happen. We in the studio, everybody, move your body, everybody. I'm like, yo, Clark, that's it. That's it, Clark. Yeah, yeah. At no point did you look at me and go, well, actually. (laughs) I, you know, hey, what am I supposed to say? I mean, you know, you have to understand once you, once you move away from it, you moved away from it. And, probably um to my to a fault of me like once it's done it's done like i'm i'm moving forward i i don't look back at certain shit so once it was you can't have it nothing else matters 
Right, right. You know, damn. So that's a, and that's a... and the, the other part is we weren't recording that day. So if we were recording that day, he might have ended up on the song the way he ended up on Brooklyn's Finest because we were recording that day. You get what I'm saying? Like if I'd have been like, I'm about to go do this with Mad Skills right now, it might have been, well, I'm coming with you. Right. You know what wow. I'm saying? Because when I was like, I'm going to do this with Jay, he was like, yo, I want to be on it. I want that record. I was like, you know what? Come in the studio and wait. Yeah, come roll with me. Right. <laughs> just just wow. wait downstairs. Let me see what I can do. Like it probably right. would have been, it probably would have been a little different with you because we worked in a studio that was around the corner from where we was when he heard the beat. Wow. Me and you, me and you worked it unique. Yes. Oh, actually, we worked upstairs on that song when he heard your song. We were working upstairs in Unique. See, we used to work in Studio B, and that day, me and Biggie was working in Studio C. Wow. I so he would have, like, it would have normally been a, let's go down to Studio B, that's where me and Mad Skills is, and let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? And for that, he probably would have been on the song, too. But, you know, he probably, once, I, he, he, once we had the hook, he probably could have been like, yo, just let me do that shit live. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It would have been, I'm on the shit. Wow. He'd have been on it probably. You have to understand, like, something about Big is if he liked a beat and he respected the artist, he didn't jump on your song. It wouldn't even be a question. The only question is, can you as an artist get it clear? Right. <laughs> or can your label get it clear? Right, right. Then you gotta deal with Puff and that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's Damn that's man. that's what that's the reason why Brooklyn's finest wasn't a single. Gotcha. Puff wasn't having it. Yeah, nah, he it was too good for Puff to let to let that be a single. I got it. I got it. That's that's just an amazing story, man. Like, I never. Hey, Clark, I real quick, never before, knew that. Yo, Clark, I want to give it up to you about the um how you did the me and my bitch live. Just, Woo. just, just how that's so timeless, and and you Thank know you, just yo, just how you did, how you finessed the just even the intro of it. Yeah. If, 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 uh, when I met you, yo, yeah, bro, like <laughs> that, yo, that, man. that you, you can, you can, you know, can, can say thank you to me or, or give me props for it, but I'm gonna have to give the props to Biggie for letting me control the situation. Facts, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, me and my bitch, if you, well, I'm sure you know, me and my bitch was, um was a mini Ripperton sample at first. And then it became the guitar loop um, that, that got played over. But when when we used to be in my crib trying to figure out a show, I'm like, yo, you should do me and my bitch to this. And he's like, do it. And I played it, kept bringing a beat back. He was like, can you do that at a show? And I'm looking at him like, can I do that at a show? Like, I'm pretty good as a DJ. You know what I'm saying? But the, the funny part is, you know, when we're laughing about it, because we're DJs, right? I'm really not thinking how crazy that might have seemed when all you had was vinyl. Yes. Right. And I'm cutting up two actual vinyls of computer Roger. love. Right. So what happens when that shit jumps? So him saying, can you do that at a at a at a at a show was a real question. Yes. But yeah. I don't even think he knew it was a real question. To us, yeah. it's a real question. 
Yeah. Right. Rest in peace, Big Cap. Big Cap. That's the first thing that comes to mind is the Big Cap Power 106. God bless Big Cap. But I remember. Woo! Yeah. I'm going to tell y'all, yo, let's, let's let, yo, there's footage out there to, to Clark's point. Can you do it live? Live. Meant, can you, can you do what you just did outside under sunlight that's melting the vinyl and warping it while we're doing the show to where it may skip? In in front of, in front of thousands of people. Yeah. That you can't control. Right. Yeah. Everybody wasn't built for those moments. Clearly. Clark was Jesus Christ. Now, now question, because being that you talked about the biggie before you get to your confession, I just got one more question. Being that you talked about the original me and my bitches over a mini Ripperton sample. And maybe, maybe y'all two might be able to tell me because I swear to God, I remember it. I remember a version of nasty boy over nasty girl. Vanity six. Yes, over boom, boom, mm. boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It was just Biggie over them drums. I re- that right. was on an actual tape. Mm-hmm. I I still want that to this day. I don't. I thought it was gonna be the song, and then when it came out, it was different. But if, I was if like, you Damn. remember the original "Me and My Bitch," actually came out on that Big Mac cassette. Yes, I, which I still have that, that promotional joint. It's in, on there in the. Big Mac with the... Oh, you you still got that? I still have that. Wow. Hell yeah. I still have that. It was paper lettuce and a real bun and, and a, tape. a real bun. Yep. Key key. I got it from Keisha from Total. Handed it to me outside of the new music seminar. Blew my fucking mind. That shit was to me. That was the illest piece of hip hop promotion material ever. Period. Like ever. ever. It made me look at Bad Boy like. Yeah, Puff, you about to be crazy. I like I literally told him that shit. Like, yo, you about to be crazy. And he was like, for this? I was like, yes, nigga, for this. This is insanity. And you know, when you're around and you're a part of it, you don't look at it the, the right way. But I used to be able to separate myself from the shit that was happening around me. So I would right. look at this shit and go, this shit says Big Mac. This is crazy. And on one side is Craig Mack, and on the other side is Biggie, and it's crazy. Like everything on the shit, I was just like, "This is gonna be problems, bro." I remember riding back to Virginia, down ninety five after the New Music Seminar. Me and my manager and a couple of my homies, I sat that shit on my lap like like a like a prize possession. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew, I was like, "This is genius." Yeah. Like I couldn't I wait to get back genius. to VA and tell people like, look what the girl from Total gave me. <laughs> That's the girl from Total. She gave me this standing. Like they was passing them out outside of the seminar. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's crazy. crazy. So Clark, mm. I know you got a million million of them. I don't I know, hit- man. I, I've been interviewed a lot, so all kinds of shit got out. <laughs> <laughs> But a there's some confession. there's some shit I there's some shit I can't speak on. Of course, but, of course, I don't want but, that. But it's funny. This is a hip hop confession. Um, it doesn't actually have anything to do with a person directly in hip hop. But mm-hmm. the conversation, funny enough, that Green spoke on Pac, 
is it was about Pac. And I'm in Philly. I'm in the streets of Philly. And people are talking about best MC this, best MC that. And I was like, well, you know, Pac's nowhere close to one of one of the best MCs. And mm-hmm. the guys was looking at me like, what? I was like, but he's definitely one of the best rappers around, right? That wasn't good enough for them. So I'm talking about MCs, and I'm listening to the Hoes and the Seagulls and the, and the, and the Bigs and the Nas, and the, I'm just going through MCs, wow. right? But, but I'm, I am running it through to them, and they're all like, yeah, he can be, yeah, he's dope, yeah, he's dope. And I'm like, I'm showing you a bunch of dudes who's like way better than this guy as an MC. I said, but none of them dudes rhyme as good as Pac, except Hove and, and Big. And they were looking at me like, so he's the best. I'm like, no, these guys are lyrically sound. This guy says his rhymes amazingly. Mm-hmm. Yo, uh, hour later, these dudes are so mad that I am not saying Pac is the best. That I am now standing in a cypher with dudes and one of them got his gun out. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, and they rap it. No, it's not a cipher, rap cipher. It's a cipher of niggas talking about MCing and and right. bars, <laughs> and, and they're telling me that Pac is the greatest of all time, and I'm going, no, he's not. And, and I'm, somebody I'm, backs out. <laughs> yo, but dude backs out. He's like, you ain't gonna be out here talking about that man like that. And I'm like, wow. Yo, so so I just really looked at everybody standing there who almost is like, word. And I said, so you are willing to shoot me because I don't think he's the best MC around, but we just talked about a bunch of MCs who's better than him. You all agree. And because I didn't say he was the best after you agreed that these guys were better. And I showed you where he stands on the rap list. Nah, but fuck that. You ain't going to be talking like that out here. I'm just like, nah, Pac is that nigga. With a gun out. With a gun out. And I was thinking to myself, I need some. This is crazy. (laughs) No, I just thought it was crazy. First of all, I thought it was crazy, but then it, it really, really gave me clarity on the things that I was saying about rap and about MCing and all that stuff. And Later on in life, somebody was asking me about, you know, who my favorite rappers were. And in the rap conversation, I said, Mm -hmm. Jeezy. Jeezy's one of my favorite rappers. To me, Jeezy is the new version of Pac. That's what I said. Mm -hmm. This was years ago. And I said, Mm -hmm. it's because you can actually believe everything that this dude says. Whether he did it or he didn't, you could believe everything Jeezy says. His voice alone sounds believable. And I said, that's the reason why people love Pac, because they believe everything he said. Whether he did it or he didn't, his inflection, his sincerity makes Passion. you believe, makes you believe what he says. And that is the thing that takes an MC to the rapper thing. Mm-hmm. That is what makes the rapper. The rapper is the whole picture. The MC is the bars. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When... I almost got shot for for not thinking Pac was, was the best MC. 
That's crazy to me. Yo, but you Shaq, were solid like, though. You were solid nah, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not coming off of that shit. Though. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. And I will never come off of that shit. So even to the point where you were saying that that you didn't fuck with him, like because you 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 didn't hit a bar, like respectfully, the bars ain't there. You know what I'm saying? But it's impossible to listen to him and not feel him. And mm. and 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 facts. Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. You, like, we used to sit around. Me and Jay used to ride around in his car. And we used to listen to Pac. There, in, on Jay's first demo, is a song that sampled Pac. Sampled a part of Pac, something that he said, because we felt him. Mm-hmm. We didn't say he was ill. We just felt like what he said was ill. We didn't feel... Like the rhyme was ill. What he said, what he was, said Ill. was ill. Right. No, I, I, so, I, I totally can get that. Right. And, and yeah, like I almost got shot <laughs> for for not thinking he was one of the best MCs. And I'm thinking, like, how dare you? I'm gonna die, and he's still not gonna be one of the best MCs. So I'm just like, what is this all for? You oh, know what I mean? Now but I'm I, dead. So 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 like I'm really really, I swear to God I I looked at, at at Philly like it was a totally different nation that day. I was like, this is crazy, especially because they got Beanie Siegel. Right. You got Beanie Siegel, you got Ace of Spades, you got Gilly the Kid, you got Ad Lava. Yeah, and you think Black Thought? Black Black, Black Thought? Christ, Black Thought? Pr- pretty ugly. P U. Pretty early. ugly. Early. Brother man, listen to me. When Who I was tell it? He you, had another name. What was his other Papes. name? Papes. Papes. See that? See that? I'm, when I I'm, tell you, Papes, pretty ugly, was the last. This is just me talking here. He was the last rapper I just believed. As <laughs> soon as I heard him, I believed yeah. it. I'll never forget. It really was it? So was I'm, so was Spade. Spade was really oh, everything listen, he said. Oh, listen, Spade, oh Spade, Spade and Dutch. <laughs> listen, bro. Spade, dog. Everything Spado said, it really, really was that. Beans too. I'm, Beans too. I'm not. I am not putting anybody in Philly above Beanie's bars. Beanie's bars were Sieg. Listen, yo, listen, man, yo. We can. Beanie that's Sieg, a whole. No, hold on, hold on. Beanie Siegel said. He said. The Quran and the 48 laws polish my flaws. <laughs> the Quran and the 48 laws polish my floors. That means they clean his foundation and they polish his flaws. That Nick, oh, okay, yeah, all right, man. Bro, <laughs> I remember doing a song with Pretty Ugly when I was on Raucous. Mm-hmm. Paid them. He came to the studio and I was like, yo, we're going to go eight for eight. And he was like, all right, cool. I did my eight. He walked in the booth. He put his headphones on. And this motherfucker says, as soon as I stopped rapping, he was looking at the floor. I'll never forget it. He said, I done sold rocks in front of the cops and didn't run. I don't need to lift weights or get in shape. I got a gun. And I was like, <laughs> like. What? That's pretty ugly. I was like, bro, this dude 
Like he was, he's one of my favorites, man. I love Pretty Ugly, man. Pape, shout to the ball, Papes. It, it it's crazy because uh, what you call it, uh, Ab Lava. Mm. Might Mike Penwise might be the best out of Philly. He might not say it, might not have said it as well as Beanie Siegel, but Penwise, right? Jesus, it, yeah. Jesus, yeah, no. Jesus. Yeah, shout Ab to Lava. Philly, man. Philly has yeah, a. Nah. It's something in the water. It's something. It's something in the water in Virginia. It's something in the Delaware River, in Philly. It's something in the cheese steaks in Philly. Some boys different. Actually, cheese was different. I'm gonna say it's something from New York City down to Virginia because you have to understand all the way through that. You at the end of it, you get you skills. You get fucking Lonnie. Niggas, people look at Lonnie like he's a DJ, which he he's, is. Yeah, but he's an yeah, amazing but, but, but rapper. You, you, you want to know something, dog? I met him as a rapper. Yes. I know he was a DJ when I met him, but I met him as a rapper. And he right. had—he never—he didn't become a DJ to me until four or five years ago. And right. he was always a DJ, but he was. Yeah, I used to see Lonnie and be like, dog, when you rapping, Baylon, when you put some records out, when we do it would be like I'm talking like four or five years ago, still asking right. him, like, please, right. man, your pen was wild, B. Just yeah, just nah. go for it. And he's like, Clark, I'm a DJ. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, you DJ. Nah. Amazing. But no, rapper. you amazing rapper. I mean, and then you go up and you got Wale, whose pen is the ignorance, like mm-hmm. absolute ignorance. And then you keep going up and you got all of them Philly dudes. And then you get to, like, I'm telling you, that corridor all the way down to Virginia, that that I-95 corridor is the pens of the United States. Listen, man, this is a great episode. I thank you both. Um, y'all well, I, I just want to say something before we go off. We did, I did say the whole, you know, all the way up and down the East Coast, right? Yes. The, the wildest pen right now up and down the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Is Lady London. Okay, now yeah, you can nah, end your Nah, she's dog. Dope. She's different, she's baby. We, we gonna, she's yeah, we gonna talk. fucking different. <laughs> she's like, she's... And nah. you can believe everything she say. Facts. Facts. Yo, Skills, I know, I, I know we about to wrap up. I can sense that you're wrapping us right now. I want to shout you out real quick and say that you became... You went from dope-ass rapper to... Not, um, what's the word? It's a Jamaican word, fashion. You know how people mm-hmm. say, oh, that shit is for fashion. You know, Jamaican say, oh, that's for fashion, right? right? You're not a fashion DJ. You're a real DJ. For years, I've seen no, no, you no, no. No, watch. I've, I've seen the, the videos of you practicing one hand yeah. on the wall, and you're, you're up against the wall, and you're practicing one hand. Like, that. You 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 took the craft. You you know you come from a lineage of people that's not gonna let you bullshit your way in anyway. Right. Right. So, but I just want to salute you on becoming a official real ass DJ that I tune into and I watch on Twitch. You do the brunch. You do the um even the movie nights. Be that you know what I'm saying. You you Thank you, you really going in, bro. I, I want to salute Thank you, you man. That. I'm trying to be the so, Steve Harvey of hip hop. You, you know, you know, I, I'm going to add on to that. And I guess I didn't take a moment to to say anything about that because I've been saying that every time I see you. I've been Thanks. giving you your like, yo, yeah. I Last see you. Last time I saw you in it. Chicago when the world yeah. was open, me, you had a yeah. whole convo. Yeah, you, you, so I can add on and say, yes, 
He's very, 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 very serious about it. And I think it becomes, um, I think it comes from the fact that his pen is so serious. So he's looking at this hip hop thing like, if I start to DJ, I really have to be as good as I am on the mic. Because people are going to go, why the fuck are you doing that when you could be right. doing that? Right. So I think I, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I think that is your motivation to be as good as you are. Plus, you was next to Jazzy Jeff for five, six, seven years. Like right, if 13. you would have started, if you would have started DJing and not been in that class of DJ, it would have been really whack of you to start DJing. Right. Right. So, and then your friends are really good right. DJs. I have some dope <laughs> DJ friends. I'm sitting with two sure. of them right now. For we sure. would not be letting you live either, bro. If you I know. Pulled up I know. Pressing no, buttons, no. You, we would not let you. Live. I know. Oh yeah. I can see y'all now. Like, he knows what are that you already. Doing? Like I know if I hop if I hopped up and the only time you saw me was on a controller, I know y'all would be in the DMs like skills. I know you got some tables, bro. Stop playing. Like, you yo, know? you look crazy out here. I don't want to <laughs> see you nowhere else with a controller, bro. I've known you since 90s. I know you got tables. Stop playing, bro. Like, right. that's what people my friends would say to me. And for you sure. could be nice on a controller just to, you know, for the right, people but, out but there. But the essence can, is you, right. We right. know. Yeah. We get it. Nah, I, I, I know what you I, you mean. You know, I, I did a whole tour with LeKaylee 47 with a controller because I ain't feel right. like lugging all that shit. But put right. me in front of some 12s and a, and a fucking mixer. I can still get busy. You know what they say. Everybody's a DJ until you put, put some a, of these in front of them. Exactly. Well, exactly. not these because this is the rain shit, but you know. Yeah, I get it. Listen, man, I want to thank both of y'all, man. Uh, you know, if any of you want to follow Clark Kent, he got his needles out. Dog, I'm a, can, I am sitting at my turntables. This is this is, is my desk. This is my desk. <laughs> this is God's favorite DJ at DJ Clark Kent. You can follow him on everything. Whoop, whoop. You know what I'm saying? Check him out. He's always on doing the uh Sunday school with D Nice. You know, punishing shit. Punishing shit. Y'all can check out DJ Green Lantern at DJ Green Lantern on everything. He does this thing on Saturdays. Uh, skate, skate, skate Saturday. Soul, Soul Skate Saturday. Soul That's Skate awesome. Saturday. It's insane. Awesome. He's he's killing awesome. it on Twitch. Got a gazillion followers, and it's a it's a whole vibe, man. I love it, man. I love it. I appreciate both you guys. Thanks for the love, bro. Catch y'all in a minute, you, man. man. Love you, you dudes, for... man. Thank y'all, man. Love Good you. to see both of y'all. Yes, sir. My yes, genius. sir. Salute, legends, hey. kings, peace, blessings. One. What's up, Black? Here's a little story that must be told. And it goes a little something like this. this, this, this.